When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. with Wings Productions presents a Boopod Network special collaboration with the Skylark Bell. I'm your host, Melissa Oliveri. As some of you may know, the Skylark Bell is proud to be associated with the Boopod Network of paranormal and true crime podcasts. Spooky season has arrived. Join us in celebrating throughout the month of October with the Boopod Network as we host a one-of-a-kind collaborative project spanning eight different podcasts. Each podcast will release one episode covering an aspect of the mysterious Bridgewater Triangle area. If you haven't heard of the Bridgewater Triangle, we suggest you first listen to the project's introductory episode by The Nightcap. Links to all participating podcasts and the episodes released so far as part of this collaboration, are available in the show notes. The Bridgewater Triangle is located in Massachusetts, USA, and is known for various eerie and unexplained occurrences ranging from ghosts, aliens, and cryptids to crimes, cults, and even Native American lore. In today's episode, we will hear the story of the red-headed hitchhiker, There have been many counts of this apparition over several decades, spanning from the 1960s to today. You can hear more about these real-life accounts by listening to the Haunted UK podcast. Our take, however, looks at the story from a different perspective, that of the ghost himself. Now, it's time to get settled in. Grab a blanket and a warm drink and get ready to be spooked. The little girl stands in the middle of the road. The glare from the headlights of the oncoming car illuminate the pale blue of her dress. She waves her arms frantically, a desperate attempt to get the driver's attention. The car continues on its forward trajectory, and drives straight through her. They didn't see her. Again, they never see her. They didn't see her the first time either, not until it was too late. The girl had watched from the side of the road as the frantic driver leaned over her lifeless body lying on the pavement. She's been at the side of the road ever since, repeating the grisly scene over and over with each passing car invisible 
to every last one. I chuckle as I watch her walk dejectedly back to the gravel shoulder on the side of the road. We've been sharing this makeshift home for decades now. Ever since... Well, we don't need to talk about that. I was here before her, of course. I saw it all go down. I made it all go down. But we don't need to talk about that either. Not yet. I'm Jim. Jim Favreau. You've probably never heard my name, but I'm pretty sure you've heard of me. I appear to have been dubbed the Red-Headed Hitchhiker. It's so funny. I spent years doing all the right things. Working hard, raising a family, farming the land, feeding the people. I went to church. I volunteered at the soup kitchen. Donated money to the poor when I had it. I did everything right. And life did me wrong. It only took a moment. One standstill moment in time. My entire life, all 43 years, all the joy and heartache, all the blood, sweat, and tears, all for nothing. In one millisecond, it was finished. Over. At least the living was over. The after, well, that was just beginning. At first, I stayed by the side of the road, confused. I was still decked out in my farm clothes, a red and black checkered shirt, blue jeans, and work boots. Nothing about me looked different, but everything had changed. Apparently, I died instantly when the tractor hit me. I was bent fixing the flat tire on my truck by the side of Route 44. I stood by the side of the road for what felt like a lifetime. Then, eventually, I wandered up and down along the shoulder but every time I would reach the mile markers on either side of where I died, I would be zapped back to my starting point. One mile of road. That was my turf. I spent years alone, watching as cars drove by. Cars broke down. Cars swerved around deer. Cars with businessmen, briefcases, mothers, children, luggage, dogs with their heads out the windows. It took a little time but I realized after a while that the dogs could see me. Their ears would perk up, and some would even bark. After decades alone by the side of the road, I started to form an idea in my mind. Maybe, just maybe, if the dogs could see me, I could get the people to see me too. That's how it all started. Never underestimate loneliness. It can make the best of us turn into the worst. The first time, I stood by the side of the road and stuck my thumb out. Maybe if someone saw me and picked me up, I could escape the confines of this small stretch of highway. I stood there for hours, from dawn to dusk, until night enveloped the road and the forest behind me. I was about to give up when I saw headlights in the distance. The car was moving fast. I set one foot onto the pavement and jutted my arm out, thumb in the air. The car showed no sign of slowing down. As it whizzed by, I placed my hands on either side of the passenger window and leaned my face against the glass. 
The man turned his head and looked at me, saw me. In that moment, something came over me. Something broke. The me that I had been all my life, decades ago, the kind, hard-working family man, disappeared in the blink of an eye. In that moment, I became free. Free of all expectations, free of all inhibitions, and I started to laugh. I laughed and laughed like a madman. The release was enthralling. The power to scare this man was intoxicating, and I wanted more. After that first time, I had several unsuccessful attempts at being seen. It took almost five years before it happened again. I was standing by the side of the road in the dark. My thumb haphazardly stuck out without much hope of success. To my amazement, the car slowed and pulled over a few feet ahead of me. I walked to the car and let myself in, dazed and in disbelief. Perhaps I would finally escape this place. The driver started asking me questions. Where I'm from, where I'm going... I kept quiet for the longest time until I could feel him squirming with discomfort. Then I turned to him and grinned. Not the friendly grin I used to offer the pastor or the baker in my other life, but the grin of a man who has nothing left to lose, including his life. The driver slowed down and drove onto the shoulder. I noticed the mile marker just a few feet ahead of us. I was so close. The man began to demand that I get out. And as his car passed the mile marker, I felt him, the car, and my surroundings fade away. I let out a bitter, echoing laugh. In a flash, I was back where I'd started. It took me decades to perfect my craft. I had finally found my new calling, scaring people. There's something about fear, about being the cause of fear, that gives me great energy. The more frightened people become, the more I am capable of. Over and over again, I would scare people as they drove down Route 44. Sometimes I would follow them as they walked to a service station, looking to mend a broken-down car. Sometimes I would simply vanish when they stopped to pick me up. Sometimes I would get in their car and laugh and laugh and laugh. I even discovered a neat trick over time. I learned to make my voice come out of the car radio. That stunt really put fear in their bellies. One of those times, I hopped in the passenger seat of a car driven by a woman. She didn't stop to pick me up. I just dropped in. She began screaming when she saw me, and I started to laugh. Our chorus of screams and laughter filled the entire car as she stared at me in horror. It was in that moment that she hit the girl. The little girl in the pale blue dress who had stayed out too late playing in the woods by her grandparents' farm. The little girl who had finally wandered onto the road and was waving her hands at the oncoming car for help. The little girl who died almost exactly where I died, in almost exactly the same way. I'm watching her now, starting her routine again, 
over and over. She steps onto the road, waving her arms frantically. The cars go through her every time. They never see her. I giggle and let myself into the car, relishing the panic in the driver's eyes. The little girl walks dejectedly back to the side of the road, and I laugh and laugh and laugh. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to follow the podcasts within the BooPod network to enjoy all the episodes pertaining to the Bridgewater Triangle. Up next in the collaboration is Mums, Mysteries, and Murder on October 18th. They will cover the murder of Mary Lou Arruda, which occurred in the Freetown Falls State Forest. Then, join me next week for a special collaboration with the Haunted UK podcast where they share a real-life paranormal experience from which the Skylark Bell rewrites a fictional account. Be sure to check the show notes for links to all Bupod Network and collaborating podcasts. The Skylark Bell is brought to you by Fate and Starling Publishing and features original music by Canel. If you're enjoying this story, please consider leaving a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts. They help give the podcast visibility so others can find and enjoy these stories. You can also support my work by subscribing to my Patreon, where you get early access to episodes, as well as MP3 downloads of the music, artwork, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. Just check the show notes for links to Patreon, my website, and social media accounts. For reference, here is a list of participating podcasts and podcasts that are part of the Bupod Network. Mums, Mysteries, and Murder. The Generally Spooky Podcast. Murder Road Trip. Haunted or Hoaxed. Shit and Bricks Podcast. Horror Roulette. The Activity Continues. Spilling the Crime. Paranormal Exposed. The Nightcap. And The Haunted UK. And of course, the Skylark Bell. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.